This is Briar Klopp, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Greenbush, Minnesota. And we're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan, along with Sierra Doctor and Whitney Pittman. We begin with Harvest Hotline, brought to you by Amity Technology, the North Dakota Mill, and Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Corn harvest is slowly restarting after last week's wet snow. Asgro DeKalb technical agronomist Grant Maring says there are a few pockets that will allow some corn harvest. In some areas, there's just too much snow, frankly, for corn to need to wait for a while. And guys that have been able to start going, such as I was in a field by Christine yesterday being combined, and frankly, the road got too muddy in heavy wet river valley clay, and so they had to move fields because middle of the day it got to be too wet and muddy to have trucks moving in and out. And so they, they had to move to fields that had better traffic, or frankly, people are just having to combine way earlier in the morning, start early, and then, you know, quit whenever it gets kind of muddy until we actually seal up our soils with some kind of frost. And, you know, this we, we don't have a lot of sun, we don't have a little bit of wind, but not enough sun, and this intermittent moisture is just really slowing down the drying process that most farmers need. And Maring says the early season corn varieties did better in the driest areas, while the full season varieties did better where there was sufficient rains. Let's take a trial by Hillsborough, a trial by Morton. Some of these droughty areas, uh, early maturity paid off this year. The early maturities, they just didn't run out of gas, and the early maturities won. But then you go to the bulk of the area for corn growing in my territory and a little bit beyond, it was another full heat unit year, another full maturity year. The highest maturity corn you planted on the farm won the trials, won your farm, um, did, did best. National Sunflower Association Executive Director John Sandbachin says harvest near Bismarck has been put on pause until weather improves. Right now, the, the thing is, it's going to be, obviously, harvest is going to be a little bit more difficult this year than it has been the, the last couple of years. In fact, we probably haven't had a situation like this since, oh, probably about like 2019 would have been the last time we had something like this. But, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, producers that are out there, they're they're going to get at the crop when they can, and, and then we're, we're going to get it in the bin and, and still hope for some really good quality seeds. It's going to take a while for some of this snow to melt, obviously, or at least, you know, get the position where, you know, the ground is firm enough to take equipment into. So we're going to kind of be stalled probably this week, I think, for a while. It may be even a little bit longer the way it looks. And what has been harvested has yielded well. We were really dry. In most cases, in most of the sunflower growing areas, we were dry, or the moisture was just about right. So it really was a you know blessing for us to get that later in the year when we have our seed fills. So it worked out good for sunflower. We've had some you know above normal yields in in most cases. Um, guys are in that you know two to three thousand pound range, and um, even we had a report out of Minnesota that was at forty two hundred pounds, which is just unbelievable. And oil content has been very good, uh, test weight good, and so far overall really nice quality in that early stuff that was taken off. Grand Forks farmer Paul Spruill is on the last crop of the season and is hoping to get back into the fields to finish corn tomorrow. Well, the corn harvest has been good. Moisture has been running anywhere from 16 and a half to uh, 18, uh, thereabouts. We've got about uh, 17% of it out, so we've got a ways to go yet. The yields have been decent, uh, better than this forecast state average, so we're pretty pleased with that. And uh, we hope to get into some better stuff here as we get going, as long as Mother Nature cooperates. Some areas get up to five, depends on where you're at, but the stuff we have is out west, or, you know, it's further west. 
got a little more out there, but we didn't get what they got up north. So I'm hoping uh, maybe we can go tomorrow the next day and then not have to stop from there. Spruill says soybean and sugar beet harvest wrapped up quickly. Sugar beets were done when the, we, we dug as, as long as they let us until we uh, had made our commitments. And soybeans were done uh, all about that same time. So it's just the corn we got left. We're uh, blessed in, with both crops this year with the drought that we were looking at this summer, the drought or the dry conditions. We didn't think it would be so so good, but actually the valley turned out to average uh, about 31.9 tons, which is great. Channel Seed Field sales representative Mike Dufault says harvest in northeast North Dakota and northwest Minnesota needed more time before the snow arrived. Guys were pushing really hard to get finished up. Uh, unfortunately, there still are uh, a few crops in the field, uh, not much on the soybean side. That's pretty well wrapped up. Uh, still see some corn in the field uh, and some sunflowers as well. But, uh, you know, as, as we know, uh, those standing crops, if we get the right weather, we should be able to go out and, and get them later on in the season here. There were some varieties of uh, variability in the crop, but Dufault says a lot of growers were surprised. Uh, another catchphrase is where did it come from? Uh, a lot of areas didn't receive much rain at all and still had uh, pretty decent crops overall. I think uh, overall most, most farmers are happy with uh, and, and uh, surprised, I guess, would be the word uh, in, in the yields that came off the field. Three quarters of Minnesota's corn crop is harvested. That's up from 62% last week. Moisture content is averaging 18%. The soybean harvest has reached 94% complete, and that compares to 88% last week. 74% of Minnesota's sunflower crop has been harvested. According to the weekly crop progress report, 57% of North Dakota's corn is harvested. That's behind 70% last year, but ahead of the 52% average for this date. 38% of the sunflowers are harvested, behind last year's pace of 59%. Pasture and range conditions ahead of the snowstorm were rated as 50 good to excellent. In South Dakota, 60% of the corn, 94% of the soybeans have been harvested. 34% of the sunflowers are done, which is well behind last year's 56%. South Dakota's winter wheat crop is rated 59% good to excellent, and nearly 80% of the winter wheat has emerged. And that's Harvest Hotline brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, the North Dakota Mill, and Amity Technology. The North Dakota Mill set a record for first quarter profits of over $5.5 million this year. That's over double last year's $2.3 million. Increased profits were credited to increased volumes and basis gains. Shipments set a new first quarter record, increasing 6.2%, and operating costs also increased by 12.5% due to increased costs of wages and benefits. This is the Red River Farm Network. More moderate winter may be in the forecast with an El Nino climate pattern. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says generally the El Nino weather pattern has favorable impacts on winter wheat. Now we do sometimes see warmer and drier than normal conditions in the northern production areas, especially say Montana and into South Dakota. However, without the significant cold outbreaks that sometimes come with winter, that often helps the winter wheat health even in the absence of significant snowfall. And then further south, you get into the more highly concentrated production areas of Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas. El Nino often leads to a wetter than normal winter, and that is typically positive for winter wheat outcomes.
From a livestock perspective, Rippy says the typical warmer and drier conditions across the north should be a positive outlook. Now, it's interesting that we're talking about this in the context of winter, December through February. But in the next few days, we're actually going through a significant early season snowstorm across the northern plains. So it shows you that even amid an overall warmer and drier than normal pattern, you can still have these temporary anomalies like what we're seeing across the northern plains that can create quite a bit of stress on livestock and really make travel and rural travel quite difficult at times. So it doesn't mean a clean pass with warm, dry conditions but it does mean that if you look at the overall cold season as a whole, it tends to be a little bit easier than normal across the north. Today's the last day for fall crop insurance prices to be set. Countryside Insurance Agency owner Jennifer Otison recommends farmers keep a close eye on their corn because of the drop in harvest price. Some of these harvest prices have really dropped dramatically. You're going to see that especially on corn. Where, as of the end of yesterday, that price, uh, the harvest price is at almost 21% lower than the projected price. So it's sitting at like 489 uh, as of the end of trading yesterday. Uh, today is the last day. So uh, that's going to be pretty close to what it's at. So, for example, if uh, it's one thing, if you are borderline, if you think you might have a loss, um, that actually raises your trigger yield almost 21%. Otison says there will probably be some revenue-based policies that will kick in. Even with the soybeans, um, that's you know, only down about 7.2% or so. But even with a, a 30 bushel guarantee, that still raises it up two bushels. So if you're borderline and you think you might not have a loss, it's really important that you're talking to your agent and, and get a, a loss turned in, even though... You, you might not have a loss. It's always easier to withdraw a claim because uh, if you report it too late, then you'll be out of luck and you won't get paid. So it's always best to turn in a loss and then it's easy to withdraw it later. The Ag Economist Monthly Monitor released a survey of more than 60 economists that talked about uh, interesting points in the egg economy for the next year. Farmer Mac Chief Economist Jackson Takish was one of the economists surveyed. It's a, it's a great survey that covers a lot of ground as it impacts you know, agricultural economics as well as uh, different crop and livestock sector dynamics. Uh, and so you know, economists like myself are asked a, a series of questions about what we think is going to happen to uh, overall income, uh, what might happen to different commodity prices and yield expectations, uh, international dynamics, like so what might be influencing U.S., the U.S. ag economy from international forces, like say uh, competition from producers in Brazil or demand from end consumers in China. So it really covers a great deal of ground. Takish says economists are watching the farm bill process closely. The survey indicated that the majority of economists surveyed think the farm bill won't get completed until 2025. Well, yeah, I think the timing of the farm bill is probably the, the number one most interesting uh, outcome if you look at the uh, expectations of economists of when we might get a farm bill, not just uh, what's in the farm bill necessarily, but when we might see the uh, farm bill uh, passed uh, by the Houses of Congress. So the general consensus is from the, from the ag economists that we're unlikely to see a full farm bill authorized uh, in 2023 or even 2024, but instead the majority of economists 
the ag space can just look at 2025. This is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Bauer trading analyst Ben Cash has Cash says the wheat market is struggling to find a friend. It hasn't been, you know, too much on the bullish front there on wheat. Here's recently we did get a rating out yesterday on um, that winter wheat crop here in the U.S. and it's the fourth high or the highest in four years. Excuse me. Uh, so that leans a little bit bearish there. We also, you know, we we seen poor ratings last year, but you know the yield drop as far as trend goes, it was only two percent below trend yields. Uh, with some of the worst ratings there. So now we got a pretty good rating uh, going into dormancy. Demand has also been low. Export sales haven't been the greatest. Export inspections there released yesterday weren't so good either uh, for the wheat market. So uh, really, you know, struggling to find um, basically some export business is, is the issue there. And I think a little bit to do with that is the dollar. Still staying at that 106 level it just makes us uh, less competitive out there. Checking markets before we leave you this afternoon. We're seeing a little bit of pressure continuing in the wheat complex. December wheat in Minneapolis is down eight and three quarter cents at seven oh nine. The March contract down eight and a quarter at seven twenty eight and a half. Chicago December wheat's down ten. 556. Kansas City December wheat down 15 and a half at 629 and a half. December corn's up three quarters of a penny at 479. March corn up a half penny at 493 and a quarter. November soybeans seven and three quarter higher at 1290 and a half. January soybeans five and three quarter higher at 1313. January soybean meal is 570 a ton higher. The bean oil is down 78 points. And in Winnipeg, November canola trading uh, $6 a metric ton lower at uh, 662 even Canadian. December live cattle, 40 cents higher, 183.65. February's up 77 cents at 184.75. November feeder cattle, 22 cents higher at 237.90. January feeder cattle, 55 cents higher at 237.42. December lean hogs, 35 cents higher, 71.52. February lean hogs are 50 cents higher at 74.87. Dow Jones Industrial Average currently 93 points higher. It's at 33,022. Crude oil is down $1.15 a barrel at 81.16. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Have a great Tuesday. This is the Red River Farm Network.